You're listening to episode three of the Subscription Boss podcast series. In this episode, Jacqueline and I chat all about pre-selling. These are the ideas beyond the email sign-up landing page, uh, which we talked about last week, that will get you really ramped up for the launch of your subscription box to help you make more sales. So let's get started. Welcome to season one of the Subscription Boss series. Brought to you by The Product Boss with your hosts and product experts, Jacqueline and Mina. We invite you to explore the subscription box business model with us to add reoccurring revenue to your bottom line plus increase your visibility. Interested? Keep listening. Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Subscription Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So today, we are going to talk about pre-selling 101. We want to share creative strategies to help you sell more for the launch of your subscription box. Yeah, totally. This is going to be really exciting because this is the fun stuff, right? trying to get more sales, but having a smart strategy behind it. So that's kind of where we're coming in. Absolutely. So we have some creative ways to share with you. Some are outside the box. Some of them are, you may have already heard about, but we are just going to go through them with you, strategize, brainstorm, and then you can pick what works best for you and your business. And haha, pun intended. <laughs> outside or inside the box. You guys are going to hear that joke like a million times by the time this is over. <laughs> We want to think outside the box for what goes inside your box. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. There's nothing I love more than word puns. (laughs) So kicking this off, so creative strategies to help them for their launch. What are some of the strategies, Mina? Number one, influencer marketing. And I know that this seems so broad and big, but basically it's reaching out to people that might even be like what they call micro-influencers or they could get bigger, right? So sometimes they um, might charge a certain amount, so you have to be ready for that, but you have some specific guidelines on what you want them to deliver you. So I usually just write out a bulleted list of what the deliverable is, when, when they're going to post, and then some ideas of how you want it. So um, you could get them to do reviews for you. So an unboxing review um, during that time. You could also get them to share a story, which is kind of like that whole uh, Dove commercial where it's like share your body story, right? Real life body stories or something. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and um, you can also get them to, what else is there? Oh, do giveaways. That's a big one is if you want them to do giveaways with you and help you promote a giveaway of your incentive. So whatever your incentive is, whether it be like a three-month subscription given away or you know maybe it's that debut of those bonus items. So basically, you're using them and having them help you promote on that specific giveaway. So you may be asking yourself, how do I find influencers or how do I even reach out to them? So influencers are a bunch of used to just be bloggers and now bloggers have their Pinterest pages and their Instagrams and Facebook and whatnot. And they're a lot more accessible. Sometimes what you'll do is you'll see a contact me section or in their bio, let's say on Instagram, it'll link over to their website. There might be a contact page. Big influencers usually have a place to pitch to them. You do want to get your pitch down. And if you Google search that, there are definitely gurus out there that talk to you about how to pitch yourself to the, you know, to an influencer, for example. 
you know, actually one who is a new friend of ours is Amanda Berlin. So if you go to search Amanda Berlin, she actually helps you do PR for your own company. And I think she actually has a freebie download for how to pitch to influencers. Yeah. I'll dig for her information and put it in the show notes. Absolutely. Um, she has a podcast as well. So she's a great resource for sure. So you want to pitch to them and then usually they want things for free if they're going to review them. And so you'll pitch. And then if they, if they decide that they do want to review your item, then you'll get their address and you'll send it to them and then make sure to, you know, to follow up and be super friendly. Otherwise there's smaller, like you said, micro influencers, there could be one in your town. You know, there could be a woman that like, we know somebody out here in New Jersey and she puts on these events basically for women entrepreneurs she could be a person because she is an influencer amongst like 150 women that are local and she could definitely talk about it. And then all of a sudden it could bring locals to buying my box. Yeah. And if anything, you at least get a review out of it. So then make sure that you incorporate into your guidelines that they will be doing a written review on the Create Joy website. So at least you get that out of it. So even if it doesn't produce sales or conversions, there's at least a good review from an influential poster. Influencer. <laughs> Influencer. And, <laughs> and sometimes you can get like a little pick. You can also ask them if it's like a raving review. You can say, could I get a headshot of you and put a you know, put part of your testimonial or your review on my site. And you could use that even to repackage into social media and on your site and on your landing page, you know, anything, if they're recognizable enough, that would be great as, you know, support to your product. Yeah. Some ideas of deliverables might be, we want you to post three times and make sure to tag us. Anything like that where you're able to negotiate with them. I wouldn't put that in your pitch though. Your pitch should absolutely always be about the influencer. So what you love about them, why you're reaching out to them, also because they align with, you know, the things that your brand and your box stands for. So really think about who you want to reach out to. There's almost always an email in that Instagram profile. So if they're a serious person that you can reach out to that knows, has some idea of the influencing world, you'll be able to reach out to them and um, kind of figure out what their prices are. And then they might ask you for different things. They might ask you for a coupon. They might ask you for a free box or they might, you know, any of that where it's, you can negotiate how you, how this deal goes down. Yeah. So use those. And if you don't know how to find them, once you, you know, really hone in on your customer avatar for your subscription box, then at that point you want to then do all the research you can in terms of you know, again, if it's like an entrepreneurial mom, an online entrepreneurial mom, and you Google that, or you go to Facebook, you might find your way to other Facebook groups with these, these groups and all the customers are sitting there. And then you'll find the lead person in it, or it'll lead you. You basically follow the path and you'll find your way to these influencers. So I think it's more like what approach you want to take, right? So you could look at industry influencers. So those people that are within the industry, let's say you have a snack box, you would be looking at bloggers that maybe are healthy snack people or something, or maybe it's people that are bakers somewhere in that industry. Um, it could be where you decide to do a completely different strategy and reach out to people that are in complementary industries. So they have the same target market, but they offer a different service. So let's say you offer a makeup box, perhaps you reach out to like the wedding industry people. You know, so then they're hitting the same bride or anything like that, where you're able to kind of tweak it a little bit to make it to test it out and see see what works best for you. Yep, I love that. I love the idea of that the you know the sub market, the market that's similar 
customers, but a way for you to reimagine your product. Yeah, which brings us into number two, which is local pop-up shop for complimentary services. So let's take that makeup idea again. So maybe you go to a salon and you have a pop-up shop. What would be really cool is if you had a whole bunch of boxes pre-printed and then a stack of them as a display and then people could sign up for it. And then maybe you could have a photo of what like potential products would be, you know? Yeah, I love that. And then sometimes too, you could have an iPad there if you're connected to Wi-Fi and you could get them to sign up right there or show them on their phone how to do it. And you could even offer them a discount. Like if they did it right then and there in front of you, maybe you have a giveaway that you're going to actually hand them if they do it. I know I get that with like Yelp reviews sometimes, or if you do check-ins to um, restaurants and you show them that you've checked in, they'll give you 20% off right then and there. So it's a way to sort of interact with your audience face-to-face and then kind of guarantee that they're going to go and subscribe to your subscription box. Yeah, I love that. I've never had that Yelp experience, but that's cool. That's smart because it makes them a loyal customer for one. And then also you're able to get that review on Yelp, which you always love. And then also um, potentially you're creating a transaction. Love it. Yeah. Next time you're at a restaurant, go on it and see if it's a check-in place. And what they'll do sometimes is they'll have a little bonus there for you. Um, A lot of them are doing it like Groupon, that sort of thing. So it's just making people take action right then and there. We have so much hitting us on our phones, you know, radio, podcasts, magazines, people talking to us. Um, It's hard for everyone to remember those steps they need to take, you know, for action. And so if you're there and you're with them, get them to do it or give them something that they just can't turn down. Like they can't turn it down. They have to do it. Yeah. And it's basically your pre-launch event, you know, because a lot of the times you have to think of this as a event you're hyping, right? And so you're going to local places and creating excitement about it, like make people feel that vibe. And so that kind of leads us into number three, which is social media teasers. Don't you just love teasers? You know, so that could be the flat lay of what potential products could be, you know, like the idea. So again, I've mentioned the adventurers box. Maybe it's different snacks or different types of gear and that would really resonate. Here's an example of what would be in a box. Um, Also presenting a question for engagement. So if you posted a question on Instagram, what's your favorite place to, you know, hike or something? (laughs) Obviously, I'm not an adventurer. I have no idea what a type of question would be. Weren't you going rock climbing? Didn't you go rock climbing? I didn't. Um, We ended up canceling. So another story for another day, but but it will be done and I shall create a box for it. So you are (laughs) an adventurer. (laughs) But um, yet to be. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a really big thing to these social media teasers. You guys have to have excellent photos. I can't tell you this enough. Um, there are so many hacks. If you watch YouTube videos where people will get foam core and they'll get, you know, that sticky sort of paper that you line your drawers with, that looks like marble and they'll lay it down and look at good lighting and they'll just take photos with their iPhones. And it looks like it's on a marble countertop. Turns out it's foam core on their crappy carpet, you know? So we just need you guys to make sure that your photos are great. And so take the time to, if you're not going to invest in someone doing this for you, take the time in learning how to do it yourself. If you have the iPhone, you have the professional camera, whatever it is, and also that your lighting's correct and that you've got a great background. And there are companies, there are companies and there's people that can do it. So again, we tell you to go to Facebook. Like there are ways of finding other photographers that you can ship product to. Mina, I think you've done that, right? I have. And I even have shipped. um, So our labels 
work specifically on Medela and Dr. Brown's the best. And the girl that I was sending it to, she didn't have any kids. So I actually sent her props. So I sent her those bottles. I sent her sippy cups, things that she would be able to photo- photograph with our labels, you know, so I have sent that out. Um, you really want to make sure you pick a photographer that does product photography. I've made the mistake of doing just any photographer with a good camera, but she was a natural light photographer and the shadows in it were harsh. Like she didn't have those right bulbs and those things that you really need to get that clean white background. Um, if you want to really use those photos for absolutely everything because then you can knock out the white background and put it on whatever whatever background you want it to be and then you just can use it more. I think it's just so much more versatile when you have a photographer that actually knows what they're doing and has done it before for product. Yeah. And so another thing you can do for social media teasers are questions, for example, right? You can pose a question to your audience. What we really want you guys to do is think about ways to get people to interact. So, you know, like this, if you've ever felt like you know, you needed more makeup in your bag. I don't know. I, that's probably not a very creative way, but yeah, your, put an emoji in. Have you ever seen yeah, those? Yeah, like put the hand up or whatever. Like praying to God or like, um, how many, like how many of you can't wait for this to happen? And they'll like like it. You want to ask them to take action and then also to ask questions. And the really the social media part of it is to start that engagement because in the end all of these things for your pre-selling is that you need to be contacting people on your email list. So all of this is going to be engaging with people because the end goal is getting them to your landing page to put their email address in so that you can let them know when the sale is live to then get them to the landing page to buy. Yeah. um, The landing pages for emails the, this is pre-selling Sorry. mode. Yeah, yeah. pre-selling mode. So you're actually able to make sales. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. So um, I love that idea. So Jacqueline has a gauge on whether or not you're good enough to do your own photography. And that is whether or not someone can tell if you're a solopreneur behind the scenes working with crappy lighting or if they are like, hey, that looks like a big, big business, you know, that... I have no idea how many people are behind the scenes. The same goes for social media. So does it look like a launch team is behind you or does it look like you're the solopreneur that's just like barely hanging on and you don't know what you're doing? So that's your gauge. Maybe you do need to bring in a social media person or a VA or somebody that knows how to create graphics that would be enticing. Or you just look at what other people have done, types of questions that have built engagement. I like to look at what they're doing and bring it over to like our industry, right? Because they have processes built in to figure out how you can get people hyped on a home party, for instance. You know, hey, tag the three people you know that would love this top. Hey, tag blah, blah, blah. Answer this question with a GIF of how your morning is going. Those MLM people know what they're doing because they're always trying to sell. So this is when you kind of bring those in. Yeah, I love that. The tag three people because what what you're doing is exactly you're trying to build your audience. You're trying to get engagement because then the more people that are engaged, the more you can ask them to do things like sign up for this, click on this, blah, blah, blah. So another huge thing right now are videos. Uh, Videos are huge. So whether it's Facebook videos, behind the scene videos, um, your stories on Instagram, going live, all that. So people, I was actually just on a call with a client and she's sort of a little bit delayed in the launch of her product, not a subscription box, but she's delayed. 
And she's like, what do I tell the people? Like, I want to pre-sell. Actually, this whole conversation I just had, she wants to pre-sell to them, but she's not sure when she's going to ship. So I was like, let them know that they're in, like they're in on the very beginning. There's limited amount of pieces. They're in now, like they get to pick whatever size, whatever color, because these are going to sell out. There could be an incentive or like a price break to them if they pre order and they get in initially and then just keep them involved and engaged. People are so into knowing what's happening, you know, like if you go to the factory or if you're boxing or whatever happens, if you're showing the behind the scenes, they're going to think this is really cool and they're going to know what's happening versus feeling like you've just left and deserted them and they're, they don't know when they're going to get their product. Yeah. I think it adds so much value because when you, let's say you do a, a box reveal and you show the design of your box, you're able to show that you're actually thinking about that process, right? You're putting your time, you're putting your energy, you're putting your your excitement into that box design. And people are loving that you're putting your time and energy into it. They want to be a part of that. So I think that's a really big deal. Video is so powerful for that um, and conveying, conveying that message. I mean, plus live video for Facebook is just I mean, it's crazy being boosted right now. So it's, it's just a good way to get people in on your behind the scenes. So let's talk about countdown graphics. Yeah. So I saw this really cool one that I absolutely loved and it was like some sort of healthy thing or whatever. And they made a two. So it was like two days to launch. It was a two out of like kiwi slices. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so brilliant because it doesn't have any pictures of their, their actual products, but it has something that they're their avatar would think yummy, delicious. And I totally love that. And it goes into the brand and it's a really cool. And it's just a good way to show something without saying, Hey, two days, make my, you know, until you can make a purchase or whatever, or not make a purchase, but two days until like, I don't know, the boxes are gone or whatever. Instead of asking them directly for a sale, it's a cool way to bring to their attention that there's a limited number of things. And instead of being like, bye, 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 then you're able to bring in other forms of selling in a way, but not so, it's not such a hard sell. Yeah. And some of these, depending on what you're doing and what app, there are actual countdown graphics as well, or like countdown clocks that you can include. Don't ask me how to do those because I've tried. But if you're technologically savvy or you know someone that can do that for you, you can definitely add on countdown clocks. So like, you know, then it'll start ticking like launch time, launch time, launch time, like get in and people are going to feel that, that they need to move. So just remember to get people to take action, they need to feel that there's scarcity and that there's a you know, that there's a time limit on it. So basically there's not a lot of these and you have till this point to do it and take action to either get a discount or before they sell out, that sort of thing. I know somebody who just bought a really big ticket item because she was told there was like 20 something of them left and she was on the fence and she just pulled the trigger and bought it because she didn't want to miss out. Yeah. So your first box, you want to kind of set a goal. So you're you're thinking about, hey, I only have 100 boxes to sell. The really cool thing about that is that you can use that as your sense of urgency because just like what Jacqueline said, there's a limited number. So what I really like is when people are like, you know, the countdown of we've sold, we only have 37 boxes left. You'll see this in live events too. We only have 37 tickets left um, until you are not a part of this, you know? And then also... 
it gets people hyped up for it. And just like I said, it's like a rephrasing of words. Instead of being like, by now, we only have 37 tickets left. You can say, we could not be more grateful for the 60, okay, I'm not going to try to do the math, 63 people that have already signed up, only 37 left, you know, and rephrase it like that, where you're thanking those people for really supporting you in a genuine way. Instead of being like, buy now, buy now, you're flipping it to be like, we could not be so grateful or we're so happy and um, really pulling them into that, hey, come on over here where the party is, you know? Yeah. Can't believe we only have 26 left or 27 yeah. left. You're blowing us away. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. And like pop bottles of champagne, do a little boomerang. So then next would be infographics. Yeah. Infographics are just another different way of showing information. So I feel like instead of doing a guest blog, for instance, that would be a long-term play, um, infographics are an easy way for people to digest information. So it could be like if your box is healthy snacks, five healthy snacks that we would love in our box or five easy go-to snacks for your kid. So you're showing things and then you're like, you know, giving them free content, but in a visual and then pushing them to your landing page or your pre-sale page where they can actually make a purchase. You know, maybe you make your own infographic about five top gifts for Mother's Day and you include your box, you know, instead of a written form, it's just a visual form of infographic. So don't forget, I'm, I don't know that we've talked about this on the podcast, but Canva, so C-A-N-V-A, we'll put that in the show notes. You can make infographics on there and they have a lot of templates that you can use. So just taking a look at infographics that you may click on via Pinterest or something that you're attracted to, lists work really well and usually like odd numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Seven and top things. Yeah, top things, um, 10 mistakes, don't do it, blah, 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 you know, things like that. Another thing too, just think about it. So let's say instead of putting, you know, five boxes left out of 100, you put um, a little bar that has like up to 100 and there's only the tiniest little bit of availability. You know, that's the power of an infographic that you can show that. I hope that made sense, but you get what I'm saying, like a pie chart rather than, or a gas gauge rather than, um, spelling it out, for instance. Yeah. So next would be live videos of unboxing or box design reveal. We've already kind of talked about that. We have, but sorry, we're reading off the list. (laughs) (laughs) We want to make sure we get in all the info. All the info. So all the things, as we say. So live videos of the unboxing and design reveal. You know, that's another thing where you ask friends and family, you can stage it sort of thing. Um, I have a client right now that did a really cute video for her website um, of an item that she has and it's really specific. And so she does this cute little movement thing where she's, she's got her video, you know, it's like bird's eye view and she's touching and moving. And, and so just to remember like touching, sensory, smells, taste, like when you're able to sort of explain it to people and connect those dots for them, they're going to want it even more. So making sure that whatever you do, like these unboxing design reveals, reviews of things that they're just very, you know, tactile, like get your nails done. If you're a lady, like if you're a guy, like make sure your hands are moisturized, whatever it is, just it, it should be beautiful. And somebody needs to imagine themselves touching it or smelling it or eating it or tasting it. Um, I've actually seen an unboxing of sorts on Instagram stories and all she did. So it was a candle company that the candles were based off of what is that? Young, young adult fiction, young adult fantasy characters. Yeah. So um, they're like, you know, I don't know. I don't follow young adult, but let's say it was, um, what's that guy? 
um, the vampire. <laughs> Edward Cullen? Yes, Edward Cullen. Oh my gosh, I was such a fan. I can't believe. Look how quick I am to answer that one. Yes. Let's say it was named Edward. So I can't remember what she was doing, but the candle company was based off of something off of Edward and the candle was named Edward. And so she went through her Insta stories and just opened up all the candles. And she was like, well, this one's based off of Edward. And she's like, oh, it smells so good. It smells like you know, a hint of citrus and some sandalwood. It looks like a beautiful, we have some glitter in there. And I watched the entire thing. Like it was a long Insta stories. And I was like, this is so genius. Why am I loving this so much? Because it was just her behind the scenes of smelling it for me. And then also I just loved the idea of it being based off those characters. And then what they thought the character would smell like, I guess, in a candle, you know? So really cool, you guys. And so just thinking of the live unboxings and being really creative with it and then just how you can fit that in. Also, another tip that we have is instead of doing influencers, you can actually move to doing unboxings from your subscribers. So once you get a really loyal subscriber, you could just ask them to do an unboxing for you and they have their own sphere of influence, right? So it's not so much that you have to do the influencer route. You could just go with someone who's like your raving fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then once we do those unboxing videos, which everybody loves, all kids, adults, everyone, updates via email. Yeah, super easy. This is just the behind the scenes that when they get onto that landing page of your email list, then you have this as part of your email sequence afterwards. So you're giving updates, you're keeping them in the inside loop. I would have special information for these people. They let you into their email box. They're the ones who said, notify me when this is launched and they are getting into the vibe of that box. So I would have some special information or some um, cool stuff for only them. And I also think countdown clocks or something like that in an email or something interesting that you could do. One thing we talk about in some other episodes or like there's some people that do, you know, 20% off for life or whatever it is. Like as long as they have a subscription with you, they get that discount. So just think about that and think how you're going to offer or what you're going to offer these people or the first 50 to buy, get an extra goodie. But keeping up to date with them, you should have been through your pre-launch and through pre-selling, you should be committed to these these customers anyways through an email campaign and some sort of workflow. And then now is your time to close the deal. Yeah, for sure. So you already will have this set up, but really think of it as these people are your special people. So the email has the highest conversion. So do something special where if you decide to have a 20% off coupon, track that coupon to see if it is actually converting for you. That way you know that hey, this is my best conversion. Or if it's not, you might have to move on to a different strategy or different incentive, which moves us on to incentives, really. Uh, We've mentioned a lot of incentives. Do you want to like go back and forth and kind of talk about those? Like some incentives they could do? Yeah, like free bonus item in your debut box, right? For life, is that that's our new, also our other loving hashtag right now. <laughs> yes, mastermind for life. It doesn't uh, have to be 20%. It could be 5%, 10%, 17%. Like you could pick what it is. It could be the day that you're launching and that could be the number, right? Like if you're launching on like, I don't know, well, the 17th would be later in the month, but pick a number and make it like a for life thing or first 50 people get their first box 50% off. Yeah. Or free shipping for life. That would be sweet. Or, you know, like we said, if it's instead of phrasing as bonus item could be a special item that's like totally different, you know, like we've mentioned throwing a bath bomb in there that has to do with your industry somehow, some way. 
So one thing I'm really into is buy one, get one, but not in a like, not in a discounted way. Actually, no, buy one, give one. So what if it was something like, if you buy this, you'll also get a box sent to a person of your choice, or maybe it's a mini, like a mini mailer or uh-huh. a discount code or something like that, where you can sort of spread the word. Yeah. Love that. So really create an incentive and create multiple ones and see which ones do the best. Um, in this pre-selling time, you are wanting to get rid of, let's say your goal was a hundred, right? So you might want to split test and be like, Hey, here's this landing page. Here's another landing page. Here's this incentive. Here's that incentive and see which one does better or, you know, and then test it for, let's say 10 days. And the, the, what, the winner is the one that you keep. And that's the one that you are directing all kinds of traffic to because you know that one converts better and people are resonating with that particular what, offer. What do you think though about like putting the pre-launch incentives basically on different methods? So like one goes on Facebook group, one goes on Instagram, one goes to your email list. Because it, what would you think about sending an email with all these different incentives to your email list? It might be too many incentives. Yeah, no, you would have to you would have to do it to different platforms or to different people somehow. Yeah. It's hard when you think of it as different platforms because you don't know if that particular call to action only works on Instagram, you right. know? So, I would try to do the same or two different incentives to my email list, splitting the email list. So, group A gets, you know, the first incentive, group B gets the second incentive, whichever one it gets the best conversion is actually sent to the balance of the email list, you know? That's a great idea. So like a hundred, a hundred, and then the balance, you know? Because then you know it's the email list of the people and then it's not so much like, you know it's the incentive and it's not so much the platform, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, so let's see here, launch goals. Yeah, so make sure that you have very clear launch goals. Have it be a number, a hundred signups, you know, or a hundred pre-sales or what else could be a really good launch goal? I mean, for me, when it comes down to this, I would say it's like a box, like a sign up for the subscription box. So a hundred is a good number. If you could even take it to the point of whatever your minimum is for ordering something that maybe you're trying to hit a certain percentage of that, that you're able to sell through, but you need to have a number that you can stop at, right? Like you can't just, you can't just imagine it's going to be hundreds and hundreds of people and maybe it's only 50 people or that you undercut yourself. But let's just say for your budget, you could work with 50 or a hundred boxes to start. That's your incentive as well, because you're saying it's limited. We have a hundred. Once a hundred sells out, that's it. You're done. Like you can't get it until the next time, you know, maybe the next month and then you'll be able to scale up from there. And a little bit of behind the scenes information from CrateJoy is that there takes a couple months or two to three months before you reach 100, typically for a new subscription box owner. I like to make my big my goals big though. I would shoot for 100, honestly, right from the get-go, especially if you have a strategy in mind and you actually are taking it seriously as a legit business stream and that you are putting some money behind it too, because this is the launch of your subscription box. So if you need to pay an influencer, you need to pay an influencer. That's just, you know, the name of the game. And also that you are getting value back. You know, you just, you have to pay for those services. So also thinking of it like that, where this initial run, just remember that's reoccurring, right? Like those people are on subscription, (laughs) you know? Think about it. Like if your box is $39 or whatever it ends up being, if you know that, you know, 50 people will be paying you $39.99 a month for the next three months, that's awesome. You know, that's more than you could project by just selling your product online, typically to, you know, the masses. So I think that's really exciting. 
Yeah. Another thing that I haven't tried, but I think it's super interesting is Thunderclap. It's something that's used, a software basically that's used when people try to pre-sell books. And you know how I love like taking something from a different industry and bring it to another industry. And so Thunderclap, basically you are able, like, you know, a Kickstarter campaign, you, you help them, you support them in money or purchases. Thunderclap is you support them in social share. So basically, it's a free account. You said uh, what the product is. So typically, it would be a book. Let's say it's your subscription box. And those people support you in social share on whether it be Twitter, Facebook, or whatever. And instead of needing to buy a box, which they still could definitely, which would be amazing, they instead um, share it to their friends. And that's how they support you. And then it kind of, you know, since the software is built for that, it'll show, hey, I, you know, joined Thunderclap and here's what I'm supporting and blah, blah, blah. You should support them too. And and then it becomes like this widespread thing. So one thing that we do want to just point out is that not one of these will get you to those 100 subscribers. All of these will get you to that 100 subscribers. So, you know, I know a lot of times I ask people when they come to me to launch a clothing line and I say, well, how are you going to sell? I'm going to sell online. Okay. How are you going to get people to know that you exist online? Social media. Okay. Do you have a strategy? Do you have someone who's going to do it for you? Do you have an email list? Do you have a following? It takes a long time to build a solid following that's going to take action on the things you ask them for. So what we're telling you guys, if you don't have that, you know, some of you have existing businesses and you might have an amazing email list and awesome. You are going to be able to convert this really quickly and easily. If you're kind of a newer business and you're still sort of working things out, you're going to need to build your list, your followers, everything. So all of these things will help you grow that list and grow your following and grow. But one thing won't, like one influencer most likely will not get you a hundred people. Yeah. This is not a magic, you know, solution here for sure. Um, A lot of it is just trying to, just like when we talk about Crate Joy, right? They get 3 million views a month. That's adding to your visibility, but you still have to put in the work here. You know, you still need to push your own traffic. Don't depend on Crate Joy to do it for you. You need to fuel that fire and make it a blazing wildfire together. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, <laughs> the fire references from Mina, these this is amazing. <laughs> so one thing though that that's a great point that you just pointed out is that Crate Joy is a marketplace. So not only are they, you know, they're a system that you can use and attach to your website. So if you wanted to have subscription box as an option on your own website and it took them to a way to subscribe to your box that's through Crate Joy, you can do that. But the really great thing is just like we were talking, we talk about Amazon all the time or Etsy, for example. These are marketplaces that you can go and search. That's what Create Joy is. So somebody might be looking for an alternative gift, or we've talked to a bunch of people that are just obsessed with subscription boxes. Like there are certain ones they're in love with. So what you would do is like you find your way to Create Joy as a consumer and you would type in whatever that search word is, like Edward Cullen or vampire novels or whatever it ends up being. And it'll bring up all these boxes, you know, those are the keywords and they'll bring them up for you. So you are getting in front of people who are just ending up on Create Joy through all of their marketing, like their marketing campaigns and everything that they do to get people to the marketplace. They're bringing them for you versus you just sort of existing on your website somewhere in the middle of website universe and hoping that people are going to like type in Edward Cullen books, you know, 
Yeah. And books, but yeah. But the whole idea is making your listing better than everybody else's. So when you're thinking about this pre-selling time, you're getting reviews. So here's the anatomy of an ideal listing, right? Mega reviews. Let's say 50 reviews. Like that would be amazing. And amazing photos, four to 10 really good photos. Also a good description. Put down your schedule of when you'll be shipping out and also how often they'll be getting, like you might want to put in there, this debut box gets this special item. Also, what else is there? Reviews. Just make it very clear for them. You know, you want your listing to be stellar compared to everybody else's. And that's the way it is for Amazon and that's the way it is for Etsy too. Because people are going to go on there and they're going to look at who they can buy from. So honestly, I always check Instagram to see what that person's presence is too. So in these social media teasers and all this stuff that we're talking about and um, having influencers do reviews or do giveaways, that makes a difference in the buying, the buying purchase experience that those people are coming to in your listing. So you want to just have this, basically have the best ideal situation for you to convert that person as you possibly can. So this will help in all of that. Yes. Just think about you as the consumer. Like if you're on a Etsy or you're on, let's just say you are on CreateJoy and you see, you do a search and all these boxes come up according to your search. Which one are you probably going to choose? You're going to pick the one that has the prettiest pictures. You know, lighting is great. You can see what's in it. It looks like something fun and joyful and high end or, you know, that matches with the price point. Um, also the one that has the highest reviews. So it's the same thing. Like if your stuff was in a store, it comes down to one, it's visual and visible. So they're going to first see it. Then they're going to go over and they're going to touch it. They're going to smell it. They're going to try it on. They're going to do whatever. And they're going to check out the quality. Well, the subscription box model, they can't really check out the quality, but they can read the reviews on the quality. And then they can look at the pictures of like the type of products that are inside. And if they look like they're quality, if they look kind of janky, you know, that's the difference. Yeah. And you'll want to update all of this. So this is in pre-selling mode, but let's say you get featured on something else. You could say featured on BuzzFeed or featured on, you know, whatever blog that happens to be really big. And then that adds to it too. Also, if you want to update your photos, previous boxes, photos, you know, that would really help too. So any of those, this pre-selling mode is really just to lay that foundation of being an amazing brand on the subscription box platform. Okay. So something that I just want to point out, and I know we talk about all the benefits, but that's part of the reason we've decided to partner with CreateJoy in this because we really do see the benefits for our listeners. So when you're up and you're on the platform, we've talked about this because we love it, but you're never alone. You have this customer success manager that's dedicated to you. So they will help you through the pre-launch, the pre-selling, and so on and so forth as your company grows. But one thing that is kind of amazing is that CreateJoy has subscription school. So it's a full-fledged content portal full of rich information, including easy to understand and comprehensive guides that walk you through how to design, build, and scale your business on their platform. So it's completely free to anyone that uses CreateJoy. And, um, and it's a way to really like help you sell and build your brand. So they don't want you to ever feel alone in this. They want you to be successful. Like that's what they want. Other companies that want other companies to be successful. So building out your website, deciding on what, how much of the site or the page of your subscription box is housed on your own site, is it? It could be, you could have a full-on company just fully through 
Create Joy's marketplace and not on your site, or you can attach them. So there's that. And then there's also Subscription School, the Facebook group. There's the Create Joy Facebook group. There's these groups that exist that you can go on to. So as you're in pre-selling stages and as you're tackling hurdles, you've got this community to talk to you to ask, what do I do? Or what do you suggest? Or, hey guys, I'm about to, you know, start my pre-selling mode. Any tips or any pointers that you think I should do? And all these people that have gone through it before you will then all of a sudden tell you like, don't do this, do this. Oh my God, this worked for me. Good luck. Plus you have all of them. So they might be really into your, you know, they might be really into what you're doing and then say, I'm going to subscribe to that. Yeah, obviously they love the subscription model. So you might get some buyers in there just by posting up a behind the scenes pick of what you're already doing. Um, another thing that I wanted to point out because you were talking about, you know, integrating the website, let's say you wanted to put your own website, you could tie them together. So then the link could actually go to Create Joy. I honestly, if I had to choose, I would choose that mode because I would want to make sure it's mobile friendly because the stat was something like 65% of the subscribers on Crate Joy have have purchased through mobile. They be they were mobile subscribers. Wow, yeah. So, you want to make sure your platform any of it is high in conversion for whichever way they want to subscribe. And since it's mobile, the way the most people are subscribing, you know that Crate Joy is going to work and it's going to be able to function on that mobile platform or that mobile delivery, and then um, that platform will easily integrate. So, you know, there's no hiccups with the tech, the tech behind the scenes tech, you know? Absolutely. So one thing to know too is like, this is not, like we said, that crystal ball idea and like letting you in on the future. This is not a marketplace that's over flooded yet. And so we are really into our product-based businesses starting to think about how this is something that they can do and integrate in their business. So you're getting in early. And this is a tip. There are a lot of holes or a lot of missing subscription boxes on the CrateJoy marketplace because people just haven't invented them yet. And, but people are looking for things. So we want you guys to also do your research see what's on there, see how you can fill that need. And, and then all of a sudden it'll make pre-selling even easier because you see then that it's not available. And maybe it is like, maybe you can easily find it. Like if you, one of mine is like eyelashes, right? Like an eyelash subscription box. I Googled it and there are eyelash subscription boxes. They send you four or five a month. Okay, great. That exists. Does it exist on Create Joy? That's something to look at because even though it might exist outside, if I do a Google search, if someone finds their way there and they might decide to start just start searching random things, I may be able to grab that customer right then and there because I mean, it's easy. They're in search mode. They're looking for subscription boxes and I can sell directly to them than versus them going through the Google, the Google search. Yeah. And the benefit of if there is one that exists and they have followers, let's say on Instagram, you know who to target for your, you know, and if it happens to be one that's an influencer, you know, they're into that subscription box. So you can ask them to help you in the pre-selling giveaways or doing the pre-selling. It's all a bit of being creative and researching, you know, and finding those people that are into that idea. I mean, you know, there's one that's called like fandom of the month, which is like the Harry Potter theme one. And then there's cat lady one, which is obviously for cat ladies. So just there's people out there that are into the same things that you are, you know, and they are, you know, when you get a subscription to that, that's, you're the true fan. Absolutely. So 
I think that's it for the pre-selling, like the strategies for you all. I hope that helps. If you have questions, we are available to you. We have a special Facebook group that we've set up for our listeners if they sign up for the free two-week trial with CreateJoy. So that link to sign up is down below in our show notes. And what we need you guys to do is if you email us at theproductboss at gmail.com, a screen grab that you signed up for that two free week trial, we will invite you into our VIP Facebook group where we'll share even more tips with you. So there's some really cool things happening in there. We're sharing words like search words that maybe you might want to look into for a way to sell or to see what, you know, what products are not on there. We are sharing places to get your boxes. So basically if you need to print those boxes, some really great low minimum, lower price places for boxes, and just we're there to support you through that two week trial. Yeah. It is, it's great because you'll be able to ask questions. So you'll have access to Jacqueline and myself and then be able to say, hey, do you think this is a good idea for pre-selling? You know, would it make a difference if I sell, I give away three months versus six months? You know, anything like that where you're just like, hmm, I wish I had some feedback on this. Absolutely. So thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Subscription Boss and we will talk to you next time. Thanks everyone. Just a quick reminder, guys, make sure you sign up for CrateJoy's two-week free trial during the special subscription boss series. It goes until May 25th, and this way you can tap into Jacqueline and my knowledge to help you during this time of adding a subscription box revenue stream to your business. You can find more info or sign up at www.theproductboss.com slash CrateJoy.